How's it going, birders and birderettes? My name is Mark Haystack, and you're listening to the first episode of the Birding Life Youth Show. And I had a chat to Zach Simpson and Tristan Lavier, who are two of Birding Life's ambassadors. Uh, the rest of them couldn't make it for this episode, but look, um, but keep your eyes open and ears open for the next Birding Life Youth Show at the end of next month. It's going to be a thing I'm going to be doing more often in the future uh, at the end of every, every at the end of every month. So in this episode, I chatted to them about a variety of topics, including some of the interesting birds and uh, rare birds that have been seen in the sub-region of South Africa and Southern Africa over the last month, including a, as well as an interesting hot topic, should I say that way, uh, that I have discussed before with a couple of the oaks. Be sure to listen to the end. I hope you enjoy. Alrighty, so I'm sitting in the Western Cape. And Tristan and Zach are sitting in KwaZulu Natal, all of us in South Africa. And we're in a week, well, within this week, we're about to get hit by a huge cold front from Antarctica, I believe. And I'm already feeling the effects of it. I'm freezing my toes off. Uh, Zach is sitting in a t shirt, as far as I can see on this Zoom meeting. And Tristan yeah. is a bit more, Tristan's a bit more uh, human. He's wearing jersey. But yeah, it's probably still warm up there. Anyway, so. Clippets. I mean, if we were, we were talking about it now, this cold front might bring a fallout of birds because, um, Zach, you, you said that like in the 1900s, there was this massive fallout in South Africa um, of pelagic species, but they were like seen in that. Yeah, so there, I can't remember what year it was. Um, I'm not going to say what year it was because I just, I can't remember, but I do know that there's something in the 1900s happened where, and it was before like, news spread so people didn't realize only much later that people found out but there was this pelagic sort of fallout if you want to call it that where things like blue petrol and kerguelen petrol and some other things created albatross were, were pushed right up into southern africa and people were seeing kerguelen petrols and blue petrols in particular all over the show and i know that i read in this the article the one guy was birding in the tankwa career <laughs> And according to him, a Kogalian petrol flew over. And I mean, it's pretty interesting. And you just wonder what what weather systems or what happened to create that like that explosion of rare pelagics for the subregion. I mean, there were like probably like 200 Kogalian petrols seen over the, the course of that time and lots of blue petrols and graded albatrosses. I mean, those are all megas for the subregion. Yeah, so. So it's just really interesting. Where are they actually uh, from originally? I think the further south you go to the sub-Antarctic islands, the Kregalian petrol, um, down to, you know, towards Marion Island where Flock is headed, um, blue petrols, Kregalian petrols, graded albatrosses breed on uh, Marion Island. So, yeah, sort of those those lower latitudes. Wow. Um, that's absolutely insane. Imagine walking in the semi-arid yeah. uh, landscape of the Peru, South Africa. There's this pelagic species yeah. flying around. It's a mega for the sub Incredible. Now, unfortunately, Justin can't join us today, uh, as, uh, as well as two, two of our other Birding Life ambassadors. But he said that he's quite confident he saw a great frigate bird flying over Mossel Bay area the other day. Did you guys also hear that? Yeah. You yeah, know mentioned that. Sorry. No, it's interesting how because there was a lesser scene and that was confirmed. And then someone else also reported a greater frigate, which is 
it was about 200 k's away, I think, from where the lesser was seen. Mm. So it's quite interesting there what like what's what's created there to be two different species of frigate bird down there where they hardly ever get seen. And I mean, I'm sure if there was one in the area, it'd be quite possible that Justin did, did see it. Right. I mean, they're big and very, very un unmistakable species. I saw on uh, Trevor Hardacre's South African version report on one of the recent ones, it says there that near Mossel Bay, which is close to where Justin stays here, in the garden route, there was a, a, a greater brigade bird reported there. Uh, flying over, so I think I think Justin might have been like uh, might have been so confident that he actually reported Trevor Hardacre. I haven't heard from him since, uh, but you know, it's quite insane. Uh, Lesser and, and a greater reported a few hundred kilometers away from each other. That's actually so. Yeah, we we might um, already be seeing some of the effects of the uh, so-called fallout of larger species here in South Africa. Um, but yeah, that was in the Eastern Cape that the lesser was seen at the, I'm not sure if I'm saying it right. Justin, correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's the Cape Receipt. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But uh, two other species that were there was Sooty Turn and House Crow. Okay, there you go, Zach. Zach just left the meeting room. Um, yeah, man, but Justin, so since you're the only one that's talking, um, I was chatting to you earlier about my herping trip I went on uh, one or two weeks ago. Uh, two of my friends and my dad, we went to the Plain Peru, uh, which is like a semi-arid landscape. And we went to Barkley Lums, uh, like Fawzi. They have this property uh, near Carlettstorp where they rent cottages and stuff. And they invite us over to kind of check the place out. Now, Barkley is, uh, I think he's 14, 15. Um, and he, uh, he is a full-on herper, and he showed us some of his uh, uh, his local patch and some of his like uh, best species of the area. Um, so it was me, my two friends, Barkley and Barkley's brother, were walking around, and just to tell you about what a great time we had. Literally, one of the first within the first three rocks we, we flipped, there was a Karoo sand snake that started whistling about. It was really really cool. Um, but he's got this really cool property in the Karoo that's right next to a river and it's it's the property that has the only weeding record or the the only record of weeding colony of white-fronted bee eaters in the west of Cape. Um, I'm sure people will relate to that better but um, so that's right next to his house the the only weeding colony of white-fronted bee eaters in the west of Cape. so it's very cool got to see those amongst some of the herbs and frogs and Got bushman paintings there. It's flipping amazing. Uh, didn't see any. Amazing. Didn't see any out of range pelagic uh, birds, unfortunately. But maybe soon. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, are you back? I uh, am. Um, sorry, okay, guys. Cool. No worries. You just My started giving me grief. Karoo uh, birds and uh, <laughs> herping. Have you and Tristan done any herping lately? <laughs> yeah. Last weekend, actually, Zach and I and to other friends went down the south coast around that area uh we targeted things like grass owl freckled nightjar and nisna woodpecker all of which were lifers for me which was brilliant while booking in at our accommodation i remember i decided i saw this concrete block and decided well that looks interesting and i lifted it and there's a red lift herald snake under there and 
from there, I think we found probably a brownhouse snake. And then later on, while driving the road, we found a vine snake, a recently hatched one, probably like a week old or so. Yo, that's so nice. Were you guys brave enough to hold them? Oh, yeah, I was. <laughs> <laughs> the vine snake as well? No, 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 no not that. <laughs> not, not the vine snake. snake. <laughs> a little bit dangerous. Do you guys know about the... Um, uh, how venomous they can be? Do you have any information about that? Yeah, they are backfanged. I believe it's hemotoxic venom. So a bite from that will result in you bleeding from all your orifices or like holes in your body. So wow. there's no anti-venom. So you'll need a full-on blood transfusion to hopefully save you. Okay, yeah, no, so I definitely see why I didn't pick it up. I knew they were venomous, yeah. I didn't know to what degree. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I heard from Justin um, that, I think, I think it was last week, the weekend that just passed, that uh, oh, I was so looking forward to coming on this trip, but um, my, myself, no, sorry, my friend Ludwig and Justin, they went out on a special trip to the Mossel Bay area and they got some really lucky snakes and herbs and birds around that area. Um, and uh, let's see, they, I can't remember all the species, but they got like a scorpion species. I think they got a pistathalmus, they got harlequin snakes, I think they got brown water snake, um, maybe a herald as well. But I think there was like a list of seven, eight species that they got in two days there of snake. Um, and it's on this private game reserve, and uh, yeah, but at the moment, sure, what I'm Wondering about at the moment in terms of that area around Mossel Bay is if pool flay is going to start filling up again. And pool flay is where I found the buffest sandpipe in Justin in December 2020. So it's nearing spring. The waders and migratory birds are going to start coming back soon. So I'm just hoping that the water is going to stop filling up the, the mud uh, flat, the plain, uh, enough that the waders will start uh, being attracted back to the area. Maybe I can update you guys in a couple of months' time if there's any interesting uh, sightings that I get there. Um, but I'm just so looking forward to going back there. I find some waders. I've been missing the waders so much over the winter period. Yeah, I can't wait for this season coming. Who knows what uh, rarities are just around the corner. I mean, it's yeah, crazy. Right. And you said you already got a yellow ball yeah. flying outside your window while we were talking a few minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the migrants are actually like it's quite a lot back already. I mean, I see yellow cut now every day. Um, if you go down to good estuary areas, I mean, good good wetlands and that, there's lots and lots of wood sandpipers, good number of curly sandpipers back, little stints. Um, so there's quite a lot, quite a lot around. So nice. I'm still start shifting down towards the Cape. My first YBK and up. This is Yo, I've got no waders on my, sure. on my list for this season yet. But I did. I am starting to see sure. black swings. Um, I'm sure you guys have seen black swings a lot more than I do. We're a bit further north. Uh, but black swings are coming in again. Classes cuckoos are calling in the botanical gardens in Georgia. But usually they're overwintering in Georgia. I haven't, had, I haven't recorded any overwintering classes cuckoo in Georgia this season. I mean, this year. Yeah, have you guys got any cuckoos there yet? Uh, yeah, same here. Yeah, just uh, I've only seen glasses. Yeah, I have definitely haven't heard any or seen any cuckoos, unfortunately, yet. But 
sure it's just a matter of time before the Deirdrex start arriving. And the classes will probably be a little bit before that. And then obviously the red chested and mm. hopefully Levalence or a grey spotted will pull in somewhere close. And then oh, that's right there. Yeah, I must say that out of the, the common, well, yeah, I'll use it, this is a term, not the name common cuckoos, but out of the common cuckoos section of South Africa, <clears throat> I think that's, um, that sounds so weird because common cuckoos mean cuckoo as well. But like the, the usual cuckoo species that you get in South Africa, I'd say that Diedrichs is my favorite. Oh, I, don't know. It, I don't know. Let me let me ask you guys, what is your favorite cuckoo species? I'm not too sure, hey? Probably, I would say a red-chested cuckoo. I just love their call, hearing it in the early mornings and late evenings. Yeah, true. I always look forward to hearing that sound. Like It's the first sound of spring for me. Basically, uh, well, yeah. it's, a, it's a confirmation sound of spring, like this. spring has sprung, you know, off oh, the ridges, which is bad, so cool. Totally, yeah. Yeah, but otherwise, uh, that's basically yeah. the migrate, migratory birds I'm seeing so far uh, in this part of the world, the South region. Um, on the topic of migratory birds, we're really seeing, sure, to go over the list of some of the rarities you've experienced this month in the South region. We've already got, well, let's see, besides those frigate birds, let me think about it. Um, goodness, it's not a lot of migratory rarities, actually. <laughs> We've actually got mostly uh, <laughs> local rarities. Besides the, the skimmers, I think they're, they're quite seasonal, aren't they? There were two African skimmers. They've been hanging around in the Kruger National Park around the Hupans Bridge and uh, the Crocodile River. It's quite interesting. Are, are, are African skimmers seen? Are African skimmers um, like seasonal migratory birds? I don't think they are um, like typical migrants, but I think they do. Well, you know, water affects where they're going to move around. But I think what's happening, which is really exciting, at the moment there seems to be sort of a an, an a range expansion with the African skimmer, where they they used to historically occur in the Kruger. And even down into KZN, St. Lucia, had, they bred in St. Lucia. So I think what's happened is um, those birds did really badly for quite a few years and they disappeared from most of the South African range. And by the sound of it, and people are seeing them quite a lot now in Popen and Pumalanga, they seem to be making a comeback, which, which is really cool. Every now and then they breed in the Tarba River and those big rivers in the Kruger. And so I just wait one to chip in case at the end. It will be really cool. Just like that'll be amazing. Um, so yeah, you are ever hearing that they yeah. used to uh, way back occur in Kruger Park, Northern South African area. But yeah, that that makes most sense. Yeah. That they follow the water um, availability in the South region. That makes most sense. I think sure. I remember there were about this year or something. Most of the time in Kruger, I mean. They are a nice bird for South Africa or even Southern Africa, but Majetjan, uh, what's that? I've got the, there's a Sunset Dam, all those areas, Olifant oh, yeah. Bridge, yeah. River. I remember Sunset Dam. Uh, halfway through last year, I took a trip to Kruger, and I've said it before, but oh, I was yeah. one of my non-birding friends. And um, on Kruger sightings, there were, there were these reports of two African students at Sunset Dam like the last week. Um, before we had arrived at Google, so I'm like, oh, yes, come on, we've got to stay while I'm there. So we visited oh, yeah. twice during our stay, got nothing, absolute nooks. 
the day we left Kruger, the African skinners were at sunset down again. <laughs> oh, so, wow. yeah. so yeah, when we went to the White Roads, um, actually met a um, couple who who had property right near Marlis Park, and they actually said they've got a skimmer on their farm at the moment. And unfortunately, they were busy, but we were really trying to get on there. But anyway, so it shows that then they're around, and that's right down in the south. Uh, I suppose Crocodile River is probably the same same pair. So it's like they're around, they're accessible now, and it's really, let's just hope they, they expand their range, obviously down to KZN, and then maybe one day, can, if you wish for, get one in the Western Cape. Yeah, and Zach, I mean, well, while we were down touching the white throat, they were actually at uh, Sunset Dam like a few days before. Yeah, I think there's those ones, and so I mean, there's there's more than there's more than just one or two pairs. Oh, I yeah, think there's, for sure. there's, there's there's a couple, so it's really exciting. Sure, yeah, no, that'll be totally exciting. I mean, imagine they, sure, I don't know, was there a beating record of them in South Africa? Imagine they start like yearly or annually coming back and breeding in South Africa. Was there a beating record? Was it South Africa or Southern Africa somewhere? I believe it was South Africa, like up actually the Lataba River or somewhere around there. Sure. Yeah, no, I might be getting mixed up. But with I mean, like, um, screwing Lacklands in, yeah. in Zimbabwe or something, but um, yeah, yeah. very interesting records nonetheless. Uh, to get on to some other rarity reports for the month, uh, let's see, starting in the Western Cape, as South African Bird News always says in the beginning. <laughs> Zestful birds has flipping been pumping or, or pelagics around Cape Town, should I say. Um, have you guys been seeing the reports on mm. Cape Town? Yeah, I think um, there was one in North yeah, Town I've been seeing not long the... ago with the Albatross, the Albatross Task Force for South Africa. And they got some really cool things about they got Northern and Southern Royal Albatross and they got a Young Wandering Albatross, which is there's all sort of rarities for for uh, onshore, uh, pelagic off, off the, yeah, so it, it was really cool. Yeah, I, I see the reports and, you know, you guys might think like, oh, you're so lucky, you've got a nice pelagic species down there in the Cape, but the Cape, <laughs> you know, the, we're at the far eastern side of the Cape and the zestful birds is at the far west side of the Cape, so I'm just, I'm so dying to get on one of those zestful birds pelagic trips, like, oh, my word. I see so many new species. And we've had a, a couple of um, planets yeah. coming out yeah, me too. in the gardens, but they just don't compare in some ways. I mean, let's say a couple of months ago, we had a very good one um, with some species. You just, you just don't get there. As, well, you don't usually get there in the, the far side, far western side of the Cape. Um, but the, the, the variety of species on zest for birds is um, just so much bigger. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can check out The Birding Life on all your social media platforms and your preferred podcast players. Until next time, happy birding.